You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 93. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. Welcome to the Potty Poo. I am in a mood today because we have a very special guest. We have the Maggie Reyes. She is a life coach and a modern marriage mentor who specializes in helping driven, ambitious women create their best marriages without waiting for their partners to change or adding more work to their lives. She is the creator of the Marriage MBA program, a six-month mentorship in creating a successful marriage using principles from positive psychology, cognitive science, and simple coaching tools that you can learn today and apply tomorrow. Maggie is the author of the best-selling Questions for Couples journal, which, P.S., I bring on date night all the time, and the host of the Top 100, the Marriage Life Coach podcast. Yay. Welcome, Maggie. Yay. Who are you? I'm so excited to be here with you. I feel very honored, especially because I'm yummy, but I'm not a mommy. Mommy. (laughs) A mommy or a mommy. (laughs) You're very yummy. That's true. I love it. But you do have a little bit of like mother energy for sure, I feel like. I have been told this. I receive. I receive that. So if I didn't like give the proper intro, you guys, what I would have said is like, she's my very good friend who I used to like idolize like people, Maggie, you don't even know this about me, but people like would be going around having, you know, their perfect marriages. And I'd be like, you should totally hire Maggie. They're like, I don't like even have a problem in my marriage. I'm like, no, but she's like amazing. Like you definitely (laughs) need to hire her. So I just actually saw on Facebook this one year memory that like started Started getting really popular. And I had posted this Facebook picture of Maggie, myself, some other coaches. And I was like, these are the coaches that I've looked up to for years. And now I'm in the room with them and they're my colleagues. So I don't even know how it's possible that you're like honored to be on my podcast. Like I'm honored that you're on my podcast because I just think you are an exquisite coach. And I really wanted you guys, just for you audience members out there, I really wanted to have Maggie on because I think the way that we show up in our marriage and the way that we are in relationship with our partners is like very tied into weight loss and why we eat and why we don't eat. So we're going to talk all the things marriage. This is going to give you some insights into your own marriage and or partnership or relationships or whatever. And we're just going to have so much fun talking. I literally just, I'm drinking a smoothie and it's so cold, you guys, that like my mouth and my tongue are like a little frozen. And I'm noticing I'm not able to form my words that well. Okay. So not that you need to know all that, but that is what's happening for me. So Maggie, let's just dive right in. Tell us some of your, like, I love how you say, I always see this. I love how you say, you don't have to change your partner in order to change your relationship. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, I'm just really happy to have this conversation. I love how you keep it real. You give all the behind the scenes for the people that don't see the smoothie that you're drinking. I can see it, everybody. So yeah. I, I can attest a smoothie is being consumed. Okay. So one of the things I talk about a lot is you don't have to wait for your partner 
if they don't want to make changes or if they're not into personal development or if they aren't having the same experience you're having, they may not want to make changes that you want to make. And then what do you do? So I answer that question all the time. And what I always advise is you go first. Hmm. And this idea of going first, it's not that you do all the work in the relationship. It's not that you take more things on. It's literally you maybe start showing up a little bit more intentionally. Hmm. You start thinking about what you want your week or your month or your year to look like. And you start going in that direction. And then what happens is your partner just responds to you response mm-hmm. to how you're showing up. So it's not that they don't do anything. It's that they're just in response to the changes that you are making. And it's based on this hypothesis from psychology called systems theory, where one element of a system changes, the other elements in the system respond to the change. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the gist of when I'm talking about that. What actually happens is I'll give you a fun example where this was even before I was a coach. I love this story because it was just me talking to my best friend and she was upset with something with her husband and I have her permission to share the story. She's actually very proud of how it ended. So she was talking to me one day as one does and everything he did was, you know, a bad idea that day. And I was like, well, have you tried just thanking him? And she had the classic answer, why should I thank him for things he's supposed to do in the first place? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like taking out the trash or something like that that they had agreed that he would do. And I said, you know, because sometimes it's nice to just receive a thank you from somebody, even if you're supposed to do it anyway. Like, sometimes it's nice. And as best friends do, I just gave her my thoughts. And then she was a little bit grumpy and said, okay, fine, whatever. But she did it. Yeah. So she started thanking him. She started thanking him and she thanked him for taking out the garbage and thanked him for this and thanked him for that. And then, I don't know, two or three weeks later, she calls me. She's like, you're never going to believe what happened. I always believe. When people tell me I'm never going to believe what happened, I always believe what happened. So she calls me. She's like, he stopped at Starbucks on his way home and bought me my favorite coffee, an iced coffee. And then she explained what the coffee was. She's like, he has not done that in five years. Oh, my God. I love that. And I was like, well, that sounds amazing. And I had forgotten we even talked about the other thing. I'm like, that sounds amazing. That's so nice. That's so cool. Like, great news. She's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I started thanking him for things. And then he started thanking me for things. And then I was nicer to him. And he was nicer to me. And then he brought me coffee. I'm like, yeah. That's how oh it works. Oh, my God. I, it's so good. I love how you're also, like, speaking to, like, she was grumpy about it, right? Like, she was yeah. like, oh, like, I shouldn't have to do this. And she probably went in, like, a little, like, bit yeah. of an eye roll or whatever. And then it ended up working out. That's I love that example. It's so good. And I think you and I have a very similar mindset. We teach a lot of stuff in our podcast and we go a lot, you know, we go very in depth about some of the concepts that we teach. And we're like, listen, don't believe us. Just try it. Try it yeah. and see what happens in your life. Like, even though I am a life coach and I now teach all these things, when I was in training, I was very skeptical. I was like, I know. I don't know about these things. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And then I kept trying them and then it kept working. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just do the things and see what happens. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful word. Like just try, even though (laughs) I contradict myself and I'm like, no, don't try, do, right? But it's like, I think our brains can get on board when we say, let's just try it. Like, let's just experiment. You can go back to not thanking him in like two weeks if it sucks, yes, right? Like if it's not working for you and it's making things worse, then just stop it in two weeks. It's like, you don't do this forever. And I feel like our brains can be like, oh, okay, like fine, I'll try it then. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell us like how and why having a healthy relationship with your partner might actually help you on your weight loss journey or help you to lose weight or maintain the weight that you've already lost. Okay. So everybody listen in. We're going to talk about cortisol. Yes, yeah, I literally riveting. wrote that down. I was like, I want to talk about oxytocin. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about chemicals in your body. It's, it's absolutely yes. so cool. Okay, so a couple of things. If we're stress eaters, right, we all eat for maybe different reasons and we have different situations. I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, and I for sure, I'm like, I will have a hard day and I will eat ice cream. Like, I am for sure that person. So what happens is if we're stress eaters and we have an excessive amount of stress in our life, right? The more stress, the more we're going to eat. That's our coping mechanism. It's just Mm -hmm. like a numbers game, right? Mm. The less stressed we are, the less we're going to use that coping mechanism because the less we're going to need it. Yeah. So if we're having trouble in a relationship, if we have a relationship where maybe we're fighting all the time or we feel lonely or whatever situation we're having that is increasing the stress we're experiencing. Number one, we're going to go to the coping mechanism more. So if we eat, we're going to do that. And number two, we're going to have more cortisol in our body and tell us, what does cortisol do when we're trying to lose weight? Yeah. Yeah, it's well, cortisol spikes insulin, which cues your body to hold on to fat and it blocks the release of the current fat. On yes. your body, right? So it's like a double whammy. Yeah. And do you want to know it's so interesting? I don't know if you know this. I don't know if the people know this, but if you have a high cortisol, it gives you cravings for carbs, like processed freaking shit carbs, like sugar, like flour, like, you know, cookies, like bobos. We have lots of bobos in my pantry, like ice cream, whatever the thing is. And if you then go eat the ice cream, your cortisol actually will lower. So it's actually like a triple whammy. Like let's pretend you get a spike in cortisol and you don't eat to solve for it. Yeah. You're still holding on to excess fat and you're blocking the release. And then it makes you want to eat. It makes you crave food physiologically. So yeah, I love that you're bringing this up. I'm obsessed with hormones and like packing them. Right. Yeah. So what we want to do is whenever we problem solve, we want to go to the root cause. We never Mm -hmm. just want to like, it's not about not eating that particular, you know, piece of pie. It's what's creating my craving for the pie. And Mm -hmm. if there's a physiological reason, sometimes it's a psychological reason. And sometimes there's a physiological reason. And sometimes they combine, right? And so in this case, they're combining. And and usually when they combine, they compound, right? Mm -hmm. Just like the cortisol where you retain more, you release less, and then you also crave it. So you're eating more. It's like all of this is compounding. So what do we do is we solve for the root cause. It's like, wait, why am I having the cortisol spike? Oh, we just argued for the fifth time this week. Mm -hmm. But if we stop doing that, then what? Yeah. So in that way, whenever you work on any relationship, because it could be your relationship with your boss, with a family member. So I know a bunch of you are in long-term relationships and everything is going to apply very directly. But if you're not in a long-term relationship, I always think about, I teach through the lens of marriage, but I used to work in human resources and relationships Mm. are relationships, right? Yeah. Really, when you help one, you help all the rest. So I think that is why when you work on your marriage and you feel more peaceful, you feel more calm, you feel more centered at home, you feel more centered in your relationship, you've eliminated one of the factors in the overeating or in the retaining 
of the weights or the fat or whatever. And now it's like, there might be other factors, but the more that you eliminate, the more that you get to the core of whatever is going on, then the more progress you can make. Totally. Cause I feel like our culture is like, let's just solve with a bandaid. Oh, I just ate pie. I better make a rule about pie. I better put pie on my diet. And it's like, no, that's not going to work because you're either just going to keep eating the pie or you're going to replace the pie with something else. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's so true. We have to get to the root. And what's so cool too is like the antidote to cortisol is oxytocin, right? And that's like the love hormone. And it's like, I'm assuming that when you work with Maggie or in your work with your clients, Maggie, that they build this connection, right? With their partner, whatever, their boss, maybe not their boss or oxytocin. (laughs) But my point is, is then you actually can create more oxytocin and that has a direct impact on your weight as well because that lowers cortisol, It actually lowers cortisol. So, and how do you get oxytocin? You get it from hugging, you get it from touching, you get it from saying thank you or receiving a thank you, right? And so it's like, you can hack these. My daughter like comes into my bed in the morning and she's like, mom, I'm coming in for a little oxytocin. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Love it. She can't really say it, but she knows she can come in for like a little hormone hit. I love it. So good. Okay. Tell us marriage myths you like to debunk, like unpopular opinions, maybe that you have or myths that are out there. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I have a few, I would say one that comes to mind immediately is we know how to communicate. We don't need to practice Mm. because all of us, we know how to talk. We know how to listen right? Mm. So it's like, no, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to practice. <laughs> oh, I wish you all could see Laura's face right now. It's yeah. like a poem. She's what? like, damn, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So true. So the myth is we all think we know we don't need to practice. And so we don't investigate what we're doing or what's happening when we're communicating and learning to communicate clearly with empathy, practicing, focusing on the other person, listening with an open heart to the other person, Mm. suspended self-importance, which is like, I'm putting myself or what I'm worried about or what's going on for me to the side for a moment to just focus on that person. That is a skill that you learn. That is not something we're just automatically good at. Mm. And we have to practice being good at that. Hmm, that is so cool. Yeah, no, I think my face was lighting up because like I just see in my own marriage how much, I mean, oh my God, if Brian was here, I would like pull him in here because I have become such a better listener over the years because I used to totally suck at listening. I wouldn't even hear, I wouldn't suspend any of anything, my judgment, my rightness. And it's so crazy because I think marriage and weight loss is similar Nobody freaking taught us. Yes. No one taught us how to lose weight for the last time. And no one taught us how to be in an amazing marriage or how to be in an amazing relationship or really how to communicate effectively. Like we're not bad or wrong for not knowing, but we genuinely don't know. We need to learn it. And it's a skill and it's a practice. Yeah. And sometimes there's boring parts that aren't fun. Like what? Like what? Like tell me like something. (laughs) Tell me because I know that's true for weight loss. 
For yeah. sure. It's kind of like that slowing down, that listening intentionally, that that like we might feel emotionally activated by something or like upset about something and really to like it's not the most fun, sexy part to be like, I'm gonna now listen with an open heart and not freak the freak out when my partner tells me something that would normally freak me out. Like this is not the fun part. Mm-hmm. but it's the part that makes all the fun parts possible. Oh my God. It's literally the same as weight loss. It's not fun to not eat the cupcake. Like I'll give it to you. But yeah. what's fun is like wearing the cute little black romper or whatever. Right. And it's the yeah. same with your, your partner. Yeah. I feel like it's not fun to suspend self-importance. Okay. That's not fun. That takes yeah. discipline. It yes. takes like being with the resistance in your body for, that connection that you'll get on the other side, right? That's yes. the little black dress or the little black romper in the marriage. Yes, connection. I love it. Yeah. I want the black romper. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, or marriage, or again, any relationship. It's like, honestly, when I act like a little self-important or maybe I like snap at my husband or I like kind of at him, it's actually like a little satisfying in that moment, but then there's like repercussions, right? There's a net negative similar to the cupcake. And when I eat in the cupcake, I get a little hit. When I yell at my husband, I get a little hit, but then I have to deal with the consequence of with my husband, a disconnection or with the cupcake, really disconnection with the relationship with myself, honestly. So I'm just like noticing all these fun parallels. <laughs> I think it's a hundred percent what you're saying. It's very, very similar. And so one of the things that I think about when people are working on their marriages is then all your relationships get better. And I do think it's the same with weight. When you mm-hmm. focus on your weight and your, your relationship with whatever you want to weigh mm-hmm. and you become intentional about it, then you get to become intentional in all the other relationships that you're in in your life. Mm-hmm. And I know because we've talked behind the scenes, it's like people sign up for a yummy mummy and then they have all these byproducts of all these other things oh, that get yeah. better in their life. Yeah. They're focused on the one thing, but all these other things happen because you're more clear, because you're learning to say yes or learning to say no, prioritizing yeah. what matters to you. You know, you may not have all the cupcakes, but you have one cupcake and then you really enjoy it even more and all mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah, it's so true. It's so good. Tell us about your book and the inspiration for it, because I got to like plan my outfits around the purses that can fit your book (laughs) because I love to bring it. And my husband's like totally on board. Like we whip it out in the car or whatever. And we just ask one or two questions from the book. Like, tell me the inspiration behind it and like, tell me some fun questions in it. Just tell me about it. Absolutely. This is so fun. So the book is called the questions for couples journal. Yes. And it's actually a really cool story of how the book came to be. Many years ago, I want to say maybe seven or eight years ago, I just had a coaching call with a client and she told me, I don't even know what to talk about with my husband anymore. I just don't even know. We keep talking about like the mortgage or the kids or the thing, the bill we have to pay or whatever. We just don't talk about things. So I literally wrote a blog article. Back then I didn't have a podcast. I used to write a blog. For my client. And I was like, here are like 10 questions you can ask each other. And I I wrote this whole thing and I put it on my blog. And of course, I sent it to her and I made a little PDF with these little questions. And I really never thought about it again. (laughs) Yeah. And my husband and I, so that's one thing. My husband and I, our whole marriage, since before when we were dating, we live in Florida, which is a very large state. And we go on a lot of road trips. So we live in Miami. Sometimes we go to Disney in Orlando, which is four hours away. 
and we would always ask each other questions. Like it's mm-hmm. one of our favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. So we used to buy these books called if so if, and then dot, dot, dot. And there's all different kinds of if books. Mm. And we would ask each other questions on these. Oh, I remember those books. Yes. Yeah. They're little square books. They're really good. They're really fun. I highly recommend those books as well. So we used to love doing this and we still love doing this. And then I had written that article and years later, my publisher reaches out to me. They send me an email. They're like, we're working on this book. It has some questions, the ideas to do with questions, whatever we saw that you do, you know, have an article on this. Are you interested? What's interesting is that first book they approached me about ended up going to a different author. We ended up not working together, but I got to know the people at the publishing house and I got to know some of the people that were the editors and the people that just worked on the different projects. And I was like, I really love your vibe. Like let's stay in touch. Let's keep talking. If something else comes up, that might be a good fit. Let's keep talking. And the reason I want to just include this part of the story is for everybody listening that has like a dream or that you want something to work Mm. out or you think, oh my God, this is, this is going to be the thing. Like I was really sad when it didn't work out the first Mm. time they reached out. Like it was a cloudy day in Maggieland on that day, Mm. but I was like, but this sounds cool. Let's keep in touch. And we did. And it ended up happening that they reached out when they had different projects. And some of the projects were like not a good fit for me. And I and mm-hmm. I actually ended up saying no to a bunch of things. And this is kind of like, I don't know if you're eating and you're like, I'm going to say no to the appetizer that's just okay so that I can have the space in my tummy for the main dish. That's the thing I really enjoy, right? Yeah. So it's the same in so many parallels in life. So I ended up saying no to several of them. And then one of the guys who's an acquisitions editor came in new to the company and he booked a call with me. He wanted to get to know me. And it was so fun because I used to be a recruiter. So he started giving me the same speech I used to give when I was a recruiter. He's like, we really like you. We're going to be in touch with you. Like, I'm going to keep you on my, on my list. And I was like, listen, I've given this speech a hundred times. Just call me when something comes up. And he's like, nobody's ever that direct. (laughs) So he's like, I'm going to find a project for you now. Right. And I had totally like let it go and just was like, whatever, it's fine. And lo and behold, I think a week or two later, he said, this is the book. This is the one. And it was this book, the questions for couples journal. So that's how it came to be originally. And I wrote it. I remember it was over the holiday season. So it was like November and December of, I guess, 2019 when I wrote it. And it consumed my very being, Laura. Mm. It's 400 questions. <laughs> so everything in my life was like, could I make that a question? Could I make this a question? Mm. My favorite story to tell about the writing of the book is a true story. My husband was at the grocery store and texts me and he's like, hey, I'm at the grocery store. I'm on my way home. Do you want a sandwich? And I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm at the laptop and there's a question in the book that is like, if you were going to name a sandwich after yourself, what would you name it? And what would be the ingredients? <laughs> and it's literally because he texted me from the grocery store. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's so good. You're like, I got to get 400 questions. Yeah, yeah we got to get That's this right. going. Yeah. So that was really fun. And we just had a lot of fun with it. My husband was really helpful, which I, I'm really grateful for. Another fun story from the book. Do you remember? So as we're recording this, Olivia Newton-John recently passed away. Of course, she was in Greece 
and was a global icon and was amazing. But she made a movie when I was in high school called Xanadu. Mm. Did you ever hear of Xanadu? No. No. Okay. So it was my favorite movie when I was 13. And one of the things in the book at the beginning is like how to use the book, the instructions on how to use mm. the book. Okay. And one of the things about the book is, of course, I'm a life coach. So I was like, the way you use the book is you practice this non-judgmental listening. So mm. we do not criticize our partner's answers. This is part of the practice of doing the book, right? So it's supposed to be something really silly. So it's like, we're explaining honest, no judgment zone. This is how we listen with an open heart. And the question that we use as an example is like, what was your favorite movie when you were 12? And for me, it was Xanadu. So that's what I wrote. And the editor wrote back and was like, nobody's going to know what that is. Pick a different movie. <laughs> and I was like, so everyone listening, it was originally Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John. Huh. And we made it Star Wars, The Phantom menace oh i can't believe that no i'm gonna go back and change it <laughs> but here's the thing is the whole point is that's a movie that people have a lot of opinions about and what we're trying to explain is like it's a no judgment zone that could have been your favorite movie when you were 12 but we're gonna just keep on going <laughs> exactly oh my gosh okay tell me the best piece of marriage advice that you think is like your favorite piece like, just when you're, like, out, you know, in, yeah. in the world. I'm going to give you two. Okay. One is the, my favorite piece of marriage advice that I've ever gotten. When I was dating my husband, he and I went to a lot of workshops and different, like, retreats and all kinds of things and all that kind of stuff. And I wish I could remember the teacher's name, but I don't remember his name. But this one great teacher we did a workshop with, he said, always remember you create your relationship every day. Mm. And he said, relationships don't get stale. People do. And I like sort of mm. leaned in and like, listen more. And he said, what happens with people is you're dating and you're all excited and you're all like, oh, what are we going to do next? And then you start living together and you stop planning things. You stop mm. creating it on purpose. And then you think it got stale as if it was happening like outside of you. But what actually mm. happened is you stopped creating it. Mm. So he said this when we were dating. We weren't, I don't even think we were engaged. And we, both of us, were like, oh, we have to create it every day. That's what we have to do. And that always stayed with us. Like, we've been married now for 15 years. We dated for a year, and then we got married. And it's something that has stayed with us every single day of our relationship is to remember mm. you create it every day. Yeah, that is so good. I totally, not to toot my own orb, and I totally yeah. live by that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we go on a date like at least once a week, yeah. right? And it's always different and fun. Like we're going to yeah. go to Top Golf tomorrow, right? Like we always yeah. do, or we like float down a river or whatever. We always do something different because it's like why I still like my husband, right? Yes. Like it's easy to be like, yeah, I love him. But like, I like genuinely like, like hanging out with him because we keep it fresh. Yes. I think that's so important. And I love that so much. And I tell everybody, like I'm telling you now, I think that's really critical. And then from my point of view as a marriage coach, because I see people when they are struggling in their relationship, mm -hmm. then the one thing that I say is I tell them to remember the power of one. One person can change the world. Mm -hmm. One person can change a marriage. Mm -hmm. And people think, no, 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 it has to be both of us or it's not going to work. And I'm like, let's try it. 
let's yeah. see what happens. Let's, and then I give yeah. the thank you story and all that. Like, let's yeah. just see. And yeah. to me, when you're struggling, that feels so far away. But if you're like, wait, let's try it. Mm, then you, baby really, step. you take that baby step and then you can see how powerful you can be in your own relationship. Oh, that's so cool. What are some other things that they could do to be that person in their relationship? Like, I love the example that you gave where they could thank yeah. their person for, yeah. I'm totally going to do that. I'm yeah. like so excited to do that. Like, yeah. that's so fun because when my husband thanks me for, you know, just dumb shit that I do in my life, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that feels so good to receive. Like, so I'm totally taking you up on that. Yeah. What are some other things that we can like go and be the one that we could actually yeah. do? Okay. I would say something that is really useful. I call it my emotional weight loss tools. You do physical weight loss, but I do emotional weight loss. That's fun. Well, no, I like actually do. I mean, I could cure my clients. They're like, no, actually, I'm lighter emotionally too. Right. Yeah, my- yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, totally. No. But keep talking. But, but we enter through the body, right? And I no, enter through the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no complaining and no uh, defending is where we start. And the reason originally is I know you went to life coach school as did I. And one of the things that they teach in life coach school, I'm obviously a marriage coach and don't really know anything about weight loss other than what my coach friends tell me. But one of the tools that they use sometimes is they do no flour and no sugar. Yeah. And do you use that tool? Well, yes. It's like the short answer. Like I offer that as an option that yeah. my clients can do to move towards like hormonal balance when it comes to, to their hunger hormones, but it's not like a mandatory thing. But yeah. to be honest, I mean, I just think it's so much easier to like not crave processed food when you're not on it's just so much easier like yeah is there like a break i mean going back to the relationship analogy is like there are a period of time where you have to break up with it and there's a mourning process and all all that yeah maybe but then you're free on the other side it's like dating that guy in ninth grade that you knew was not your person right and break up with him it's painful and then on the other side is freedom and bliss and whatever connection. So sorry. So some people love no flour, no sugar. Some people don't, it doesn't really matter. It's the purpose behind it is, as you said, you come into hormonal balance. Mm. So when you remove flour and sugar, then you can see what is left, what's going on with the body. What, what mm. else do we need to investigate? So one day I sat myself down and I asked myself, what is no flour, no sugar of marriage? What is it that if you remove those things, you could come into emotional balance, right? And it's complaining and defending. Mm. So no, no complaining, no defending. It's hard. It's just simple, but hard. It's just like no flour, no sugar. It's yeah. really simple. But yeah. when you start to think about it, how often do I actually complain? How often do I get defensive? Right? Like it's a little bit, what do I do? Now, what do you do instead Instead okay. of complaining, you make requests. So that doesn't mean no complaining mm-hmm. and then you stay quiet forever and then you never get anything you want. No, mm-hmm. that's not the point. Let's say you're in a restaurant and the soup comes and it's cold. Instead of, oh, the soup shouldn't be cold. It's terrible that it's cold. We don't do any of that. We're just like, hey, could you warm the soup? Mm-hmm. So we remove complaining and we replace it with making requests. Mm. And we remove defending and we replace it with curiosity. Partner comes in, says, oh, this is happening, whatever. And then instead of me saying, no, but I did for a very good reason. I'm like, wait, 
what's going on with you? Tell me more. What happened? Like, help me understand. This is one mm. of my favorite sentences. Help me understand. <laughs> it's so good. And actually, when you hear that on the receiving end, it's yeah. very disarming. Yeah. It's like, instead of saying, oh, this is all the reasons I did it. It's like, hold on. Walk me through your thought process. I want to understand it better. Then the person's like, wait, what? You want to understand it better? Like, it's yeah. also really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to really change fun. the whole like vernacular too, like your husband's yeah. like surprised or your partner's surprised. Okay, no complaining. So here's what I want to know about no complaining. Okay, so all yeah. y'all out there, you better stop complaining and stop defending immediately. I I feel like there's two types of complaining. Mm-hmm. This is like what my clients would be like. Well, what about this sugar? What about this sugar? Like honey, maple syrup. So in my head, I'm like, what about the? Okay, yes, what about complaining it. in your head? Like because yeah. my guess is a lot of your clients or like yeah. just the people in the world aren't complaining outwardly, and they're complaining in your head in their heads. Like, yeah. do you talk about that? I just start where you are. Start by not doing it out loud, and then remember that we're replacing complaining with curiosity. So in your head, when you're like, oh, the soup was cold, it should have been hot, it should have been different, it should have been this, it should have been that. It's like, wait, I'm replacing it with like, how do I get the soup I want? Yeah. So there is a moment where I shift over into actually getting what I want. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, you know, we don't need to police our thoughts. It's okay to have thoughts. It's okay to not be delighted all the time. Like, that's not the point either. Mm-hmm. In the context of a relationship, we just want to notice how often are we focusing on the problem where we would never get to a resolution. Mm-hmm. If I just talk about how bad it is, the soup is cold all night long, I'm still not having warm soup. Yep. It never gets me where I want to go. But if I'm like, oh, I would really enjoy some warm soup, could we heat it up? At some point, I'm going to get something that I want. Yeah. This is literally like how we all need to train our brains. I think a lot of my yummy mummies who are actually moms to little kids, like we're training our kids to think in solution oriented thinking. At least I'm trying to do that with my daughter a little bit because if we just get there faster, she'll sit there and be like, I don't have water. I don't have any water. I'm really thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm like, what do you think the solution is? Go to the solution first, Luna. (laughs) She's like, oh, can I please have some water? Yes. It's easier. It's so much easier. It makes it so much easier. So that's the same idea with that. Mm -hmm. And then with getting defensive, switching to curiosity, it feels very unnatural. It feels very wobbly. It feels very uncomfortable. We want to defend, like the impulse to defend is very strong. This is the same as the impulse for the cupcake or the impulse for the ice cream, the impulse for the pasta or whatever, or the chips, right? It's like, it's so strong and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that I just want to warn everybody, right? Like you could have that impulse, but now that you've listened to this episode, the next time something comes up and you jump towards being defensive, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I could be curious instead. Mm -hmm. Why are they upset about this? Or what happened for them that they're asking me for this? What's going on with them? You get so much deeper, so much richer of an experience when you're like, wait, but what was it? Why did that? Why was that an issue? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. Oh my God. I love it. What are your thoughts about divorce? My first thought is sometimes it's the highest and best outcome for a relationship is for people to separate. Mm. 
I think that in the marriage world, there's a variety of different ways of thinking. There's a variety of different thought processes. And my thought process is because of what we talked about at the beginning, looping back to the cortisol situation. Mm -hmm. If you're married and it's a good marriage in the sense that you feel like sexy besties, I call them sexy besties. You feel connected. That's so fun. Yeah. So... If it's a good relationship, it's creating the oxytocin, it's reducing your stress, it's actually healthy for you. Holding the hand of somebody you love has the effect on your body as an analgesic, like taking an aspirin. Like when you hold the hand of someone you love, it lowers your blood pressure. There's actual research you can look up about aspirin and hand holding. You can Google that and you can just see that. So when you're in a good relationship that's thriving, you're creating the oxytocin, you're really helping yourself out of dis-ease, right? There's so many benefits. But when you're in a relationship that is stressful, that is pumping cortisol into your body, that is having all the other side effects that stress has, it might be increasing your blood pressure, it might be having all these other side effects. One of the things I read a few years ago was that what we were going to call for the purposes of our conversation, a toxic marriage, a marriage that has a lot of stress in it. It has the same effect in your body as smoking. So if you're going to stay married, let's make it thriving and good and amazing. Let's make you sexy besties. And if not, if that's not possible and available for you, if you've like turned every stone and that's not possible, then sometimes divorce is the highest and best outcome. Oh my gosh. My husband's going to be so annoyed because every post from now on is going to be talking about how he's my sexy bestie just so I can say that. (laughs) Yes. That's so fun. Okay, so one of your programs, right? You you say that like you don't have to come necessarily wanting to have the best marriage ever. You can come wanting to figure out what like the best next step is, right? And so I think that's what's really cool about you as a coach is that you can help them figure out like whether to stay or to go. Am I am I like misinterpreting that? So most of my clients are in long term relationships that they want to stay in. And they want to stay in them, but they're not sure, Mm. right? Like of how to make that work. So some of the clients turn things around. We have the whole gratitude situation. Everything, you know, goes in a direction. And some of my clients do get divorced. The way that I like to think about it and the way I tell everybody to process it is what is the best marriage I could have with this person? And then do I want that? Mm. First, we have to get into the condition of what's the best marriage I could have with this person. Mm -hmm. Step Mm -hmm. one. And in that part, we need to give a little latitude, have some generosity, like, like let these things yeah. play out a little. It's kind of like when you're, yeah. we're changing your eating plan and you're like, listen, you're not going to just lose five pounds tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to do all of these things. And then we're going to yeah. see in a month or two yeah. what's happening in your body. Right? Yeah. It's, it's so course. parallel. So similar. It's so parallel. Yes. Even yeah. though you want the changes to be immediate. Like, yeah, yeah so much. And There's some, so much patience. Some things are faster because it's like when that sugar isn't pumping through your body or whatever, you do feel more clear-headed or you do feel a little better. So there are some things that do happen immediately where you have some relief. And then there are other things where it's like, be all in on the process for six months and then we see. Then we go from there, right? Like what the first part is, what's the best relationship you can have? And then do you want that? Yeah. And then that second part is where we're like, okay, now we're talking more. We have more date nights. Maybe some of my clients come to me and they haven't had sex sometimes in years. Yeah. And and sometimes we're like, okay, now we're having sex at all, <laughs> more yeah. often or whatever. Yeah. And then we go into, okay, so do you want that? Yes. And there's oh, me- very often the answer is yes, but sometimes the answer is no. And yeah. that's fine too. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so cool. What do you teach that you see? Like if you're on Zoom or you're coaching one of your clients, like what is the most mind-blowing thing that you teach people that they had no idea about? I'm going to go with something really, really simple, but several of my clients have told me that it was so life-changing for them. And to me, it's very simple, but to them, Mm. I'll ask them like at the end of a session or at the end of our time together, like what was the most impactful thing? And people have different answers, but one of the answers I've gotten recently more than once is, I'm going to teach it to all of you right now, so now you know, is this idea of requests instead of demands. Mm. so it's very simple so when we make a request there's no emotional price to pay Mm. at the end if the answer is no and when we make a demand we know that it's a demand when if the person says no we have an eye roll we give an attitude we get a little Mm. sassy right that kind of thing so request versus demand. So request is like very open, expansive, and generous. It's just, would you like this? Would this mm-hmm. be enjoyable for you? A demand is like, I want this. This has to be this way or no way. Like, yeah. And if, way you don't, if you don't do it that way, then I'm yeah. super disappointed and pissed off at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's an emotional price to pay. So I talk about this a lot because it's so important. Mm. And it's one of the things that is, it sounds very simple, but again, in practice, if we're used to being demanding and we want to change to yeah. be more in requesting energy, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it came out like that. Wait, let me try again. Right. Mm. Which is the other thing that I teach that's very, very simple, but often very mind blowing, which is the idea of do overs. Yes. Any relationship, psychologist, therapist, counselor, coach, like I'm a coach, right? So, but almost any person who teaches any marriage topic of any kind you come to us, the first thing we're going to tell you is do-overs. Mm-hmm. Is you can start afresh. Yes. At you any can moment. just have a take-two moment, right? Yes. And that is something most people don't know, don't practice, don't do. And then you get into these moments, like you, you go down this rabbit hole of mm-hmm. upsetness and stress mm-hmm. and anger. And the moment you realize it's not who you want to be in the world, it's not mm-hmm. how you want to show up for your partner or for yourself. I say, you can do it in the, even in the middle of a fight. She's like, yeah. oh, hold on. This is not who I want to be. Wait, let me try again. It's very yeah. disarming to the other person. Yeah. And it completely shifts the conversation. Yes. Yeah. So do-overs and requests and demands are two things that sound very simple when I explain them. But so many people tell me, oh my gosh, that just opened up everything for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that's everything I teach this concept. Every moment can be a Monday morning, right? Because everyone, yeah, like everybody, like all my clients, they just have to, they have to wait in their heads. Of course, they have to wait till Monday morning to start over. Right. And it's the same thing. I'm even teaching it right now with like this idea of having the best day ever. It's like, everyone wakes up phoenix my son's like pooping on the floor luna's like hitting him over the head like i got three hours of sleep and i'm like everyone back in your rooms we're doing a do-over we're doing a take two we're coming out and pretending it's so fun you can do it with food you can do it with your family you can do it with your kids you can do it with yes. your husband i love that do-over thing and i love all these tools this is just my husband's gonna be like texting you <laughs> because this is totally a level up for for our relationship too because i think it's like our health right it's yeah. like there's always little ways that you can, even if you already have a great marriage or great relationships, there's always little like 
little up levels, right? That you can take health wise. Yeah, I love how you said little up levels because it's like, those are the things that are the fabric of our life. This is how I talk about it. We look for the big Oscar moments, right? Mm-hmm. The fanciest moment, the biggest thing, the, the number on the scale, you know, mm-hmm. after you've been doing something for three or four months. But what really makes a difference is Monday morning, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. making the choice, being intentional, eating half of the donut instead of the whole donut. And it's like, those are the things that make the biggest difference is the, the well, yeah. Like what you're saying levels. too, like doing a do over, like, okay, yeah, maybe you did get into it and you got a little yeah. feisty, but like yeah. doing a do over, those are the big ones. And those, and I think that's what you're like speaking to too. Those, yeah. that's always what my clients come back to me. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I lost the weight, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how like I love myself now, Yes, <laughs> or whatever, yes. you know? And it yeah. is all those little moments compounding. Okay, yeah. so tell us, is there anything else you feel like we need to know about marriage or relationships? Anything else like we have to tell the people? Anything else that we didn't cover? I know we could probably have like a five-hour conversation. I would, this, I would say this. I mean, this is what's coming to mind. If you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel like a sanctuary, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to stay that way. It's kind of the same with your body. If you're in your body and you don't love how mm-hmm. you feel in your body, you can, it's possible for you to make changes. Yeah. And I just want everyone to know that, that we don't have to just take what we've been given. Mm. We have power and agency and authority to do Mm. something with what we've been given, to do something different, to make new choices. Mm. And I know for me in many areas of my life, I sometimes didn't really know that. And I wish somebody would have told me. Yeah. Well, so, it's easy. I mean, that's what our culture yeah. feeds us a lot of the time when it comes to relationships yeah. and, and especially marriages. And when it comes yeah. to our relationship with food in our body, it's just, yeah. just the way it is. I had a client earlier that was like, well, it's just my personality. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's your personality that's creating you weighing this weight that you don't want to be at. Right. Like huh. it's not just the way it is. Yeah. So that is something that I would just tell everybody listening. Like if something, whether it's your weight, how you feel about your body with what you think about on a regular basis, whether it's a job that you're in, whether it's any relationship that you have that just isn't where you want it to be. We may not be able to get it to like Olympic level, yeah. but we can get it 50% better. Yeah, We can get it 60% better. We can get it to something that is so amazing like compare zero to 60 freaking percent. Let's yeah. do that, right? Totally. Oh, that's so good. Tell us how we can find you, stalk you, rabbit hole you. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you can find me on my website, maggiereyes.com, R-E-Y-E-S.com. I'm also on Instagram at the Maggie Reyes, which... <laughs> I always joke around that Reyes is like Smith for Latin people, but I am the, the there the. are others, I get it. Yes. but I am the, so you can find me there. And then I have a podcast. If you love listening to podcasts, it's called the marriage life coach podcast. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Well, we're going to link everything in the show notes. So if you memorize that, great. And if you did, you have a reference point, go check Maggie out. We need more people in the world loving their bodies, loving themselves and loving their marriages. We need this. It's like, it's a ripple effect. It's so crazy. Like you are with your partner, you are with yourself, you're with your body, like freaking a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, and that energy is just, it's so important. So go stalk her, 
go hire her. And you guys, pretty please, a lot of you guys have been taking me up on this. Go leave a rating and a review because it helps people find this podcast. Yes. And I have to help all the moms, all the women, all the people. So do your freaking part. (laughs) If you've gotten anything from these podcasts, please like, you know, scratch my back. All right. And then stay tuned, you guys, because I am crazy excited for the Yummy Mummy School of Skinny that is coming out September 13th. So just stay tuned. This is just your teaser. It is a free six-day school that you can enroll in, and I will have all the information and links for you to sign up for that soon. So go have the absolute best week ever, and I will see you on the other side. Ciao, ciao. Thanks, Maggie. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it, love it, if you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with the cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever. 